Hey everybody, good evening, good afternoon, or good morning, whenever you're listening to us. Uh, we are Retro Fantasy, and we are back again after quite a bit of hiatus, and I'll get into why that was in a moment. But first, let's do some introductions. Of course, as you know, I am Annie, and I'm also joined today by Z. Say hello, Z. Hello! <laughs> and we got a new uh, <laughs> special guest today. We can't have Drake. Say hey, hello, Drake. What's up? How's it going? And, um, you know, just so our listeners will know, um, you two actually know each other from Grand Blue. So how did you meet? Did you meet in Grand Blue or was it like on a forum or what's up with that? Um, I, w- I am actually a crew leader, for, uh, an A-tier crew leader for Grand Blue Fantasy. And I probably, I think I sent around some advertisements on a Discord server. And then I got PM'd by uh, Drake. Yep. And um, after some time, spending time on my server, I felt he was good enough to become an officer actually in the crew so that's how we got to really know each other oh nice that's pretty cool so and you guys been in the same crew for how long now how long has been wow now like almost a year was it is it, now? Is it a year now were you around around christmas do you remember when you came onto the yeah, i don't remember <laughs> it's been a while yeah it's been a long time honestly it might have been christmas time okay there you go one year anniversary give us some flowers <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah i'll send out the flowers and uh, all that good stuff after the podcast <laughs> and on top of this actually drake actually ended up joining retro fantasy the fc on the fanpreet server so he's actually a part of that crew as well now that guilt which is pretty cool yeah which which is where I met Drake, and yeah, it's been pretty cool. Have you been liking uh, your time in Final Fantasy? Oh yeah, it's what is it like when I first played? Like it was a couple of years ago. It was shit. It was like when Shadowbringers first came out. That's oh wait. I'm forgetting, but when I first started off, and then I just like stopped playing it after getting to like level 50 with the Dragoon, and then when Shadowbringers when it came around, that's when I my interest got reignited again for it. Right on. Yeah, I know. For mo- it sounds like you're one of those players I've talked to, and we all know that pretty much found um, AR ARR a Realm Reborn to be a bit of a slog to be like really not fun to get through because that was them trying to recover from their other disaster, but it also wasn't everything was a bit too slow and not and does isn't it's not nearly as interesting as what happens after the first one yeah i think also what like turned me off in the first was just like that was my first like mmo on the computer and i was not used to the controls with keyboard and mouse and honestly now i play with a controller and it's it's been a lot more fun not gonna lie I know, right? <laughs> That's what happened to me actually. I was I couldn't I was you know, I mostly have a laptop, so I was trying to play it the first time with a, with the same set, setup and I it just wasn't for me. But when I tried it on PS4, I'm like, "Oh, this makes sense." It's honestly really easy to do. I'm very surprised about that. I know my friend who actually got me into it, like she's a puritan for the keyboard and mouse. <laughs> <laughs> so she probably doesn't like that i'd play with a controller i you know it depends i imagine like i think if you're doing like the casting like if you're a caster or a healer or like something that requires more targeting amongst your party mm-hmm. the keyboard and mouse probably is preferable yeah but like if you're doing what like mm-hmm. samurai dragoon or monk or probably even dancer right ani I mean, I would imagine so, but I'm not the best one to ask for that since I do use the keyboard and mouse, but I blame that. Oh, whoops. <laughs> Burnsy. That's what you're saying there. <laughs> I mean, I'm an old WoW veteran, and that's like the only way to play that game. So uh, for, for me, it's the default. And Chessa, who's not here with us, she uses a controller, right? Yeah, she does. So she likes using the PS, uh, using the controller because that's, you know, if she really didn't like it, she could just 
probably buy a keyboard or mouse to play 14 on the PS4, but she seems to be using the controller pretty well as well. Yeah, I mean, they have good controller support. I'm very happy about that. Well, actually, I heard somewhere, and I don't know how true this is, but I heard they actually, it was made with the consoles in mind. Like, the PC version was more of a, you know, it was something after the initial production began. Really? Oh, yeah, because PS2 and PS3 had uh, Final Fantasy, well, no, sorry, PS2 had uh, Final Fantasy Eleven, right? Yeah. So they probably built, they built that game, I think, also with the controller in mind, I believe. But I never played that, so I couldn't actually... I didn't know how that actually controlled. <laughs> but I, I think Square probably wanted to have it be like very uh, PlayStation-friendly. But otherwise, you're having a good time with 14? Oh, yeah, it's been good. Leveling up Samurai to go through Stormblood, but... How far are you now? Uh, what is it? I'm level like 55 for Samurai? It's been, a, it's been taking a while. I also need to do all the dragon song and post dragon song quests yeah have you um uh, i don't know I, I hinted at it. i don't want to spoil for anyone who's listening who's um but uh, have you fought the uh the a crazy boss fight yet in your patches no not, no not yet not yet okay all right gotcha this long time listeners will probably have an idea if they played 14 up to the current content what i meant by otherwise you could ignore what i say and we can move on from here so about that Nier raid, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, first off, we can't talk too much about the Nier Automata raid because... You know what? Just go ahead and talk. It's fine. Well, you actually you forgot you did watch the boss battle, right? You watched the raid, actually. Okay. Yeah. Like, I watched what happened. Okay. So the Nier Automata raid is pretty great. It's a really good raid. It's actually one of the best raids I think 14 has ever done by a long shot. It's also one of the most insane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you agree. Because there's a couple things about like 14 MMOs and games is that there's, um, you have to kind of like grinding in some, in some shape or fashion. And sometimes the, where the battles or the raids in 14 could be very tedious and very boring. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, um, I felt like even as much as I liked, um, the last raid series for based focused on final fantasy tactics or there's other stories they've done some of those battles if you keep doing like those like and not like what uh 30 or 40 minutes of raiding it could be very tedious to keep doing the same battles over and over again but somehow um there's something interesting about i find and this could be my personal opinion and this doesn't mean it's ani's opinion or the world's opinion but it's a very it's a very the near automata raid this first part is really easy to do over and over again like in terms of like it's just it doesn't feel like like once you understand the strategy or what you need to do it it's it's not actually too frustrating to go through you don't feel like you're gonna pull your hair out I mean, I can agree with that. It's easiest, but it's also still really hard in the fact that it's not so much like you don't you can't understand it but it's like there are so many things going on that if unless you're paying really good attention it's like it is easy to get ganked <laughs> like horribly yeah because just like the the original game it, it loves projectiles <laughs> it loves oh it loves like just throwing like giant robot sma- like body smashes at you and i know for 14 when people when this raid came out a lot of people that i think um jen actually uh, uh jen's a friend um um old fc member actually he said this was probably one of the hardest raids he's seen on day one for as a whole because um, the 14 ba- um, fan base isn't used to mechanics like you see in Nier Automata. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Like in terms of like, it, it's a little more uh, lightning, not lightning quick, but it's more, there's a lot more reflexes involved. So would you say like the raid is a lot more engaging than like mm-hmm. the other raids? Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, it's definitely not one you can alt tab through, that's for sure. <laughs> and I have had to spam that raid a lot to get certain gear, like the uh, the B2 outfit. And I'll die, I don't die, and I always say to myself like, well, that was my fault. <laughs> I can, like, I'm not gonna, I, I, I think maybe the first day or so playing, I was like, oh man, that was BS. But now, I think Ani's like this too. I'm like, now I can say to myself, well, that was my fault. My bad. <laughs> I I ran into that slicer <laughs> that basically took off my head. Makes sense. I deserve that death. <laughs> and, and in combination with the music, especially the music is so good. Oh my god! That I I don't actually like. I haven't gotten bored of it. Like like it's not. It, it's just really good music for a raid. So it's almost ethereal. It's very calm and it's bombastic when he needs to be bombastic but everything in between battles is very chill yeah i mean it's it's very near in that respect uh, i'll admit i'm impressed how much they actually managed to capture the spirit of the actual game in this uh series of events they put together in this raid i'm kind of curious where it's actually going to go from here i kind of see them doing like a redemption arc uh, for the final boss of what we got so far i don't know since it is based off near it might go completely bonkers and next thing you know we're fighting the what is it the machine alien version of ourselves at some point so spoilers for all the two or three people listening that pirate played this raid but the final boss of this tier is 9s yeah i saw that and that we question a lot and which is kind of peculiar if you think about it. it's peculiar initially if you're not quite familiar with nier armada because you might think like they're buddy like why would he want to do this but at the same time there are routes that suggest there's routes in the original game that suggest that like you know why he could be antagonistic in some ways because he has like go things going on. I was going to say it's probably just cuz I was an asshole to him in the actual game. I mean, anytime <laughs> I got overwhelmed, I would leave him to fight everything and I'd run away. And then I'd blow, <laughs> you know, and then just for funsies, I'd blow myself up just to kind of blow him up and you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I'm not going to lie like when it came to playing as 9S, I was I was not expecting him to play it so differently <laughs> i mean it was it's it's good i mean it's actually cool that he does all the hacking stuff it's really fun but yeah <laughs> oh god hacking i got i was so bad at it at first oh my lord and it's cool because that uh, in the raid battle you actually you see him hacking like constantly really like he hacks the tanks like he has the two he has two or two tanks that come out and he hacks the tanks that's like part of his uh, uh move and you're like oh that's cool that's a callback to near automata that's awesome it's very faithful and uh, i'm curious about as I, you know, Yoko Taro is a pretty strange guy. Oh yeah, he has a lot of strange ideas, and the raid's not particularly strange. Like they they do a good job of melding uh, the fourteen sense of humor and seriousness combined with Nier's sense of humor as well. Right. But I'm curious if he's going to kind of go into overdrive more. Um, <laughs> the se- I hope so, because <laughs> the smartest thing they did um, for for um, for this particular raid story with Nier Automata is that they decided to use the dwarves as the NPCs. Because they're like the probably the funniest NPCs uh, outside of um, the wife uh, and a certain wife in the in the in the X Pack, but outside of her, he those two are the funniest and kind of like you know they're the, they're pretty chill dudes. So to have them be like the protagonists in the story, it's I wonder whose choice that was for it was, it was like Yoko Taro going and going through the script or the writing and going like I want these two. This works. 
So I do want to ask ask you, Z, because you would know this, but this raid is canon, right? Yes. It's canon to the near story. Supposedly it is in the sense of, because um, there is an idea of timelines, but yes, it's supposed to be able to tie in somehow. Right. But I don't know what that actually means because in typical near automata sense. Well, I don't know. I always thought like all the Final Fantasy crossovers we've had so far have been considered canon, but 14 also exists in that weird little kind of state of flux where I've noticed, I don't know, it's like things are not quite set, if that makes sense. Like the timelines and dimensions are all over the place. Well, this was it. I think Tactics was, for example, based upon like they had like they turned into like a play company, kind of like they were like based on the original Tactics character, sort of. But they were like the present day actors and an acting troupe. It was yeah. it was more like a, an homage or an inspiration. But they've also had raids where they're like, okay, we're calling into like the Omega raid, for example, calls into like different dimensions. And you and you fight Kefka and you fight um what's his name X Death from their franchises. So sometimes they just they do it for fun. They just do it for an amusement park reason. But I think for Onamana, it's part of a real like I think Yoko Taro is taking this very seriously as a type of timeline thing. So well, I mean, he did manage to tie Drakengard and Nier together pretty well. So I could see him doing something with this. Yeah, and he didn't, and he didn't even have to, but he did it. <laughs> yeah, it's always funny to me because I, 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 from what I understood at least, Drakengard one and two basically didn't do very well sales wise. So like when he did Nier, he's just like, I'm gonna make this kind of a sequel to Drakengard. It's like, okay, sure, why not? <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. I'm looking forward to seeing what he does writing wise um, in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. And I'm sure by the time part two rolls around, you'll be caught up, and you'll you'll probably would have you'll probably be more interested. In, uh, you'll probably be ready for that second part of the raid. Oh yeah, I hope so. I just hope uh, Yoko Taro never teams up with Kojima. I don't think people could handle that kind of. <laughs> you hope uh, wait, you hope they never team up. What do you mean by that? Dude, that would be a crazy combination. That'd be like, <laughs> that'd be Cthulhu levels of writing, man. It's like no people would go insane trying to make sense of it. I mean. T- <sighs> Let me think. Would that be so bad to have those two get into a writer's room? <laughs> um, I don't know. I, man. I mean, you kind well, of. I mean, what it'd be, it'd be like a Yoko, some Yoko Taro writing, but then you would have Kojima's famous Hollywood friends <laughs> being involved, like delivering, getting involved in this crazy ass story. I just feel like I just feel like a bad chemical reaction would just happen for some. <laughs> just like their presence just causes like an explosion for some odd reason. It just, yeah, it just happens. Like a nuclear reactor, man. Exactly. <laughs> it gets like two. It's like, oh god. I mean, I don't know. Oh, and, and the end result is this monstrous script that's just that will destroy the world. <laughs> yeah. I imagine it was it would be like a meta standoff where they're just trying to keep out metaing each other. Oh lord. <laughs> you know. Oh my god. <laughs> Just codex clashing with like um, vet, I don't know, like items. Sh- uh, no, I like, mean we, we would too see, much we would see 2B fighting uh, Metal Gears with poop and pee bombs. It's like, it would be. <laughs> oh god! Oh god! Oh man! I guess since he went on top, I guess I'll start talking about Death Stranding. There we go. <laughs> talk, so we met, there's our transition right there because we brought up Kojima. And pee balls. Um, <laughs> okay, so uh, I know Drake's seen a little bit of it. Ani and I have both played. I think I played a bit. Of, I played a bit more. Yeah, I mean, you're a he- you're further than me. 
I'm in chapter three, which is apparently where everything kind of opens up. Everything prior to that is actually a little slower, although I didn't find it too slow, actually. But um, I'll, I guess I'll start by saying I actually really like the game. I, there's been kind of like mixed reception to it, but I think it's one of those games that if you sum it up, if you just say, if its tagline was like, um, it's a postal walking, a postal walking simulator in the post apocalypse with a fetus strapped to your chest being chased by crazed mailmen and evil spirits that somehow doomed the world it would not describe the actual product well at all <laughs> even though that all those things happen but the whole game itself it's kind of like you it's one of those rare things where you have to experience the game and kind of just get into the mood of it to really appreciate what he's done with it right and i'm not even sure watching somebody play it was, is enough to understand why it's good you, i think you have to be the one holding the controller and feeling the yourself moving over the rocky terrain and watching your like you, knowing that you have to repair your boots at the end of this journey or you're gonna get like bloody feet knowing that like you you know being constantly on your guard about like you're not about your health or not about like protecting the baby even um or the beep sorry the bb but it's more about you're always worried about the lifetime of your packages to an unhealthy to an unhealthy degree i think <laughs> the u.s postal game <laughs> no i'm serious because there's um from, the game has no consequence at the moment for 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 getting killed so like i've had a couple instances where i would set up a line to go down a cliff and I would put it down wrong and I would fall to my death. And this, what happens is that you like basically enter a cutscene where you're like, all, you're underwater and you're basically trying to reach for like, uh, reach for some light. Your hands are just reaching for something. And then it cuts to the scene of, that you might see in the trailers with the baby like going through, you know, coming out of the womb or whatever it is. And then that's it. And then all of a sudden Norman Reedus opens his eyes. He's like right near where he just died. And that's the only consequence. Yeah. It, it's almost kind of like the five minutes. At Freddy's death, like the death Easter eggs. What he just said just like screams to me, this is important. You should take note of this for later. It's so obvious. It's just. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like you definitely, it's like one of those games. It's like they kind of want you to have like a notebook to be taking notes of every little weird thing that happens to make sense of the plot. I mean, I don't know. It's like from what I've seen, I actually haven't died yet myself, but I have lost a lot of packages and got game overs for those, which those are pretty funny. Uh, in that case, it's like I don't get the the dream sequence for me. I just kind of wake up closer to where I should be and them yelling at me that I, I basically shouldn't sleep on the job. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I haven't gotten a, fa a, a game over for a broken package, but I've had instances where I get to like I, I get to where I need to go, and they're like, "Thank you for delivering these packages," and they'll tell you the condition of the package. And it'll be like they'll show its health bar in the red. It'll say like three percent life left on the package. <laughs> you know, like three percent left durability. And I think, and sometimes the receivers, uh, the whoever's receiving it, they, they um, they'll make a comment being like, "I guess it's all one piece." <laughs> I guess it's better than nothing. Like, like they actually do comment on it occasionally. Wow. So I think the game's a really cool experience. There's only two things I really dislike about it, and it's product placement with the monster energy drinks. Um, it, it takes me out every fucking time because <laughs> I don't know when this weird 
post-apocalypse somehow monster energy drinks are pretty much where we're at. Right. Like this, this, it's, it's a whole point is to connect and trying to get across the country, connecting lines, connecting people. And somehow, despite what all these evil monsters or spirits have done and this crazy apocalypse, the monster energy company is doing just fine. Hey man, they had to learn to adapt and survive. And the one that came out on top was monster energy. And on top of that, there's also a whole thing where every single time Norman Reedus goes on the takes like a, a number two on the toilet there's an ad for Norman Reedus' show on AMC <laughs> do you know that you guys I have not I'm, I'm not even yeah because, because what happened to, because it, it all of a sudden like it covers him up and then all you see is him on his bike show like I don't know if you guys know he had an AMC show where he's riding his bike oh no I didn't know that I just knew about yeah wow. <laughs> what? that is some product just look it up and I can tell that there's something like obviously Norman uh, Kojima went around and got a lot of sponsors to make this work to get the budget but even then like i'm just like this is what you wanted to use <laughs> this is how you're going to use the sponsorship here you couldn't just put a label on the bike or put amc's name on the bike you had to basically use it as a, a divider between seeing norman Reedus's like wang on, wang on the toilet <laughs> like <laughs> uh, I, i'm guessing it's one of those it's like you know since we're in the cell phone streaming age it's like i guess it's like well you're gonna be watching it on the toilet anyway like why not watch oh AMC? I don't know, man. It's like if I was if I was Kojima and I was doing all these weird product placements, I'd have some fun with it. Like you know, like keep the Monster Energy drinks, but like you know, ask for like another confectionery uh, company to kind of join in the fun, and then you can just like have a. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Die Hard or whatever the heck that dude with the black mask? I'm gonna call him Black. Oh yeah, that's another complaint. What the fuck are up with your names? Yeah. <laughs> for the for these for the for the characters, Die Hard Man. Like, <laughs> I mean, I've been calling him Black Mask because that's what he looks like. He looks like he escaped Batman into this post-apocalyptic universe. <laughs> Wait, what? Basic. Okay, so there is a character who has a black mask, and he obviously looks te- like terrifying. Mm-hmm. Looks like a bad guy, but he's also like at the moment for me, he's still a good. Guy. Yeah, right. But like, I'm I'm just waiting for him to turn into a bad guy based on that mask. <laughs> like, like him and Del Toro are like your friends in the game right now. Yeah, actually, I found out I guess through um the news articles. You know, uh, Yunji, uh, Junji Ito. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yunji, I uh, Yunji. I don't think that's how you pronounce it. Yunji Ito. Yeah, Junji. Okay, sorry for offending anyone by that pronunciation. He's in the video game. Really? Wait, seriously? He's actually in he's in Death Stranding. Yeah, he's uh he has a cameo um as one of the people who needs packages. So when oh. you drop off the package, he they actually he actually did like they scanned him and he's in the game. So I found this out online. He's one of the celebrity NPCs. So in like the same way like Conan and Brian. Was yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, that's cool. So that's how they basically use the celebrity cameos. They're they're basically recipients for the packages. Ah, that's cool. But not all the celebrities have like used their voices. They're just scanned. So I don't know if John Gino is using his voice or not. I, I'm going to guess no because I don't think he knows English. But uh, I, that's a cool nod because uh, for anyone who doesn't know, he was originally involved in PT. Like Kojima really wanted him to be like the horror advisor on that particular piece of game. Might explain the horror elements in this one, actually. And I'll be honest, the horror elements in this game are really well done. Uh, I don't know, um, Ani, have you gotten far enough to see the horror elements? of how they deliver it i've seen a few of them and and the only reason i've seen a few of them is because i stupidly keep walking into all the infested areas where the bts hang out so i'm constantly getting attacked and you know dragged around everywhere and you know and the dolphin is basically my mortal enemy at this point i keep escaping him though 
So that's the thing that, that that you don't actually fear being killed, but you fear being interrupted on your delivery. But they do a good job of using the the baby itself to uh, basically have the little radar thing pop up. So you there's a great visual trick to it where it it keeps it flickers slowly. And it points at the direction of the closest enemy, even if you can't see the enemy properly. But as you get closer to it, it starts flickering and rapidly, like, um, just making like a lot of motions and noises, almost freaking out. Like, a, he, like he, he's basically the, the audience member. Like, the, that machine acts like the audience member in a horror movie. But yeah, but the horror elements, I think, are pretty well done. I actually, it makes me think of, Yunji, maybe he got inspired by some of Yunji Ito's stuff because there's a little bit of a like, they don't they don't really explain what these monsters are, right? But there's a part of the world, so it, it's kind of that Yunji Ito's like Lovecraftian sense of like there's some force that you can't explain, but you have to do your best to live with it and to somehow get around it. Even but there's just nothing you could do about it except throw pee bombs at them. But yeah, I like the game a lot. It's um it's good stuff. I think the reviews. I understand why the reviews, some reviews were harsh on it, but there's, it's definitely like a, a game that you, you know, you either love it or you just don't like it. I, it, it there is no middle ground on the game. And that's just the thing with Kojima is like, he will, he will go for the niche. He doesn't go for the majority of the general audience. He will go for the niche. That's his thing. He likes creating stories his way and not just like to please the, the mass. And that's admirable in today's AAA game development. That's super yeah. admirable. Like he's he's a man that like that takes chances and I respect that a lot. I mean, speaking of actually speaking of AAA games, um, Ani's been playing the new Star Wars game. Oh yeah, which uh, I've actually been enjoying it though. I'm not going to say it's with, not without its problems because I mean it's got a few. Uh, yeah. I mean <laughs> it does chug at places. It you know it can be a little glitchy, but overall I've actually had a pretty good time with it. I do love how um, how generous it is with its customization options, like. Uh, surprisingly, yeah, I they haven't that. put a microtransaction store in it. <laughs> They'd be like, oh, if you want to wear a pink poncho, it's like, you're going to pay me five bucks. It's like, no, they give you the pink poncho. Oh, my God. I, I see so many streamers playing with the pink poncho. It's crazy. <laughs> Wait, why is there a pink poncho? What, is that is that just a, is that DLC or is that like something you could pick up? Or no, what is it? you can find. Yeah, it's just, it's, a, it's just a random pink poncho. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, yeah, you can even give your, uh, so how, your uh, uh, little pink racing stripes to go with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I love it. So I guess the first question for Ani, because we both, Ani and I have always, always talked about this, the best Star Wars lightsaber game to ever be created prior to this is Jedi Knight Outcast. Right. Um, or Jedi Knight uh, Academy. So, and he, and uh, we've all, we're all been hungering for a good single player Star Wars game since. Um, how does this fit? How does this, how does this compare? How does this feel compared to that, um, classic experience at this point? Okay. It's like, it doesn't quite match it, but it's a, it's damn close. I mean, it really is. I do love the combat system. The only complaints I have with it is like the game, since it does take some Dark Souls, uh, inspirations um unfortunately that does mean you get those cheap ass enemies that'll try to like jump in when you're like you know going around fighting a mob a swarm of stormtroopers which i think is the reason why they let you upgrade to the double lightsaber later on to kind of help with the crowd control but admittedly it's like a lot of the creatures that inhabit the different planets you'll visit are very dark souls and that they'll basically spam cheap attacks you know they swing wildly they have large uh reach so i mean even if you try to dodge out of the way they'll still hit you but like in one-on-one or against like your normal typical rank and file enemies it's actually not a bad experience 
Yeah, I know. I noticed that watching the streams as well. Like there was times like when the enemies would just like pop out of the corners, or like when you're like going through a doorway and they're just like right there as well, trying to attack you. It's just like, and eh, that reminds me of another game. Yeah, you know, and just like the other games, if you decide, oh, it's like my health is low, I'm gonna go to a you know quote unquote meditation area to like refill. Right. It's like, oh, the enemies respond. It's like, hello, Dark Souls. <laughs> it's like, am I going to link the flames today? Does it feel as hard as a Dark Souls game? It's not that hard, no. I mean, you know, it does have its frustrating moments, but once you kind of figure out how th- how the enemies work, it's pretty easy to cheese them. From what i played so far, I mean, I do like that it does encourage you to kind of do some backtracking. It encourages exploration. Like I said, the collectibles, there's a ton of them. So you can, you know, you can customize what you're wearing. Is it Metroidvania-like in that respect? Kind of, yeah, actually. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it actually is like a 3D Metroidvania. I was honestly not like... When I heard that they were making this, I was just like, eh, whatever, I guess. But I'm actually surprised that it's pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of funny because Ani and I had a discussion on Discord, I guess, prior to release. And I was kind of, I'm going to admit, I was a little negative on this because, one, I'm not a big fan of EA uh, <laughs> in general. Two, uh, I've been spurred. We've been spurred many times by a Star Wars single-player game. Yeah. You know, so I'm always expecting the worst. And I, and I said two, but actually there's one third thing is that they pushed the release review thing to like the day of right and that's never usually a good sign for a game about to be released Mm -hmm. um you know even like death stranding they did like a week beforehand before everyone kind of decided to jump on it but from the reviews now that have been read like it seems like um it does a couple things well like the lightsaber combat does is really fun yeah it does a pretty good job with that from what i've read and i think the only weak uh, major weakness um especially i'm assuming that i know the pc version runs better than the console versions but that's besides the point usually most of the time it does most times but uh, i heard the story in the in the game is i think it's subjective i think some people will either like you know like the story or some people might think the story is not very good what are your impressions of the story so far uh um okay i guess the nicest way i can say it is it's disney star wars storytelling there we go there we go <laughs> it's Oof. better than okay. george lucas you know but it'll never be as good as uh original trilogy george lucas <laughs> all right all right um let's let's do another comparison how about versus force unleashed oh it's way better than that <laughs> okay that's good okay good because that was i mean terrible yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Force Unleashed was horrible in that they basically took the one thing that the game toted that you'd be able to play around with and made it the most useless aspect of the game. Yikes. Uh, Okay, so that's good, actually. Because I know some people are like, oh, um, I don't know if you guys watch Riverdale, but I think it's the same actor who plays Archie, uh, who plays the protagonist. They're like, oh, great, Archie's going to have a lightsaber. <laughs> uh, Fine. Was, uh, I, I was telling Chess, I was like, dude, this looks like Conan O'Brien with a lightsaber. <laughs> like teenage oh Conan O'Brien. <laughs> yeah, it does. like a younger Conan O'Brien. You just wait for one point. He does a string dance, or he does, it's, the, the masturbating bear comes out. It really is that hair. It's that hair. Yeah. It's funny, actually. Someone, um, someone should tweet Conan O'Brien about. That. Oh my god! So they can make a joke about that. It's pretty um, funny. I didn't actually. I did actually. The more I think about it, it makes a lot of sense. A young Conan O'Brien. I was going to say, if they ever do like an expansion to this game, they need to have like a segment where they do like the year three thousand stuff. <laughs> So, okay, uh, have there been? I know because it ties in. I don't want. I guess I don't want to spoil it too much. Um, but for the story that you've seen so far, how well does it tie in into? Because it's supposed to take place between um, episode three and four. Is that correct? 
I know it takes place shortly after the prequels because um, one of the big uh, plot points is um, Order 66, which comes up a bit. But yeah, I think right. you're right. I think it is between three and four. Yeah, what is like? What is it? Like <clears throat> the main protagonist is a survivor of that? Yeah, he's like a survivor of Order 66 because uh, yeah. he was a Padawan and his master basically sacrificed himself so he right. could escape. No, I was going to say, well, actually, I do like that, though. It's like uh, when you unlock your, like, different abilities, it's like he does it via, like, a training montage with his old master, which is kind of cool. Wait, he does it with his old master? What, is, um, what does that mean exactly? Like, is it like a flashback or a yeah, vision? Yeah, like, you'll get to a part where he's trying to figure out how to progress, and then you'll, he'll just cut to, like, this flashback when he was a little kid, and his master is basically teaching him about Jedi stuff and the Force, and, you know, and then, like, and then once you master it in the flashback, it's like all of a sudden he actually did it in the actual presence of the game. So it's kind of like he's rediscovering himself as he goes along. Oh, they didn't use a force ghost. Darn. <laughs> force ghost. Oh, uh, boy. So you, you're going to say that um, if you were going to say somebody wanted to play a good Star Wars game, you would recommend it? Yeah, I would. I mean, if but I know it's like since it is by EA, that might make people iffy. But So I would recommend it. But if you want to give them like full price, it's like wait for a sale, but definitely pick it up. Yeah. Well, Respawn is, is probably like I, Respawn's their best developer right now. I think yeah. EA values them. The most at this point yeah and they've proven themselves so i yeah. i mean titanfall I, I didn't play titanfall 2 but i know people swear by how good that single player is in titanfall 2 they say it's like like four it has no right to be as good as it is right so um i mean and they earned a like i know that game didn't sell that well but for the fans that played it they say like you know they were they were perfect based on that alone they were a perfect fit for this new star wars game that and they, you know they did really well was uh apex too yeah exactly and that's a free-to-play game a free-to-play yeah. shooter game somehow ea has not completely fucked it up people still like it I think I think EA is kind of like when it comes to respawn, they're like you know we're just going to leave these guys alone because they're making us money yeah. right now. They because they've been through quite the journey because they what they're they used to be from some of them were from Call of Duty right like they have members from who worked on the older Call of Duty games. They formed a studio. They were then they became uh, they made Titanfall, which is an Xbox One exclusive. Right. right, and then they made, and then they basically after that they were like, we're gonna make two, and that's a cross. You know, everyone got everyone gets a copy of that, and now they're like premier developers for EA. <laughs> yeah. What and do you they, know? They made a whole ton of money for them, so that's why. Yeah, yeah, and they didn't. And the and the best part is EA didn't have to invest that much in them. Yeah, no, it's true. That's probably why they like them. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I mean, as much as I hate this, like EA, I don't. I'm not gonna. I will probably give this game a shot, probably, but not now because right now, like it's. Crazy. Christmas, it's the holidays, there's a huge backlog of things to get through. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I can see myself getting into this game most likely after like a $10, $20 discount. Yeah. And that's why I say, if you don't feel right spending that full price, I mean, wait for it to go on sale, but definitely give it a shot when it does. Right. I still wanted to see what Visceral Games would have done with their Star Wars game. Oh, <sighs> no, man. man. I wish. I wish we would have seen that. That was, that was a sad story. I know, especially because considering uh, Visceral Games, uh, you know, how good they were at making horror games, you know, with the Dead Space. Yeah, I would have loved to have seen Visceral's take on like a horror themed Star Wars game. And, you know, they could have used uh, the Yuzang Bong from uh, from the, well, I guess it's what, Legends now, the Legends canon. But man, that would have been a great game and a great story, I think. Right. See that's another. See this is like, oh, I guess I could forgive EA. Then I'm like, oh god, I remember Dead Space. How they ruined it. Oh god, how did they ruin Dead Space between two and three? Two was so well done. I know. And then three (laughs) happened, and I was so disappointed. 
I, like I think it. it's because like they, it. they thought they kind of got over ambitious and they were like, oh, we can make this into a complete franchise. You know, we can do movies and comic books and all this other stuff. Yeah, that's true. There yeah. was the, uh, the they did like a Wiimote light gun shooter type thing, for example. They did the animated film. They did yeah. an iPad version. God, Apple there was so version. much. Yeah, you know, they did a lot. Yeah. yeah, they kind of forgot that horror games, you know, kind of have to stay within their niche. I mean, you can't really expand them too much. Yeah, which is what happened with 3. And they should have honestly learned a little bit from Capcom and saw what happened with Resident Evil. Like after yeah. uh, they went, they went a little far too, and then they had to basically backtrack to find to kind of find their roots again. I know. In yeah. the last two games. Because it went from like four, which was really awesome, and then five and six came out, and everybody hated it, and then they came went to seven, and it was awesome again. Now, granted, Resident Evil Five, I played the shit out of that back then. It didn't have a good story, like it really didn't, but it was, it was like fun. It's a fun action game. It's it's a really fun action game, actually. Yeah, as an action game, it's awesome, but for a horror game, not so much. Yeah, for a horror, like there's no horror at all. It's an action Jackson game, man. That's it. Yep. And I didn't even touch six. So, eh. oh god, I tried. I, I, you know, I, I pre-ordered six a while back, and I then and then I think Capcom released a demo, and I played the demo, um, which had like two or three different scenarios you could try out. I think it was like Chris Redfield's campaign, Leon's campaign. And I think after the demo, I just I went to my local GameStop and just canceled it immediately because <laughs> I was just like I canceled. I was just like I I don't want this. I don't want this game. Yeah, this is it doesn't it didn't it just didn't feel right. It didn't. Yeah. It, it's almost like they wanted to do like a diehard game was uh, Resident evil characters mm-hmm. yeah and i especially did not like the characters that they had in it but in wesker's son <laughs> jesus wesker's son who somehow has a relationship with what uh sherry from sherry. resident evil 2 yes, jesus christ they like aged her up he was like a sexy fbi I agent know. i was just like oh, <laughs> what <laughs> God. <laughs> it's like okay and yet like leon and like uh i guess leon aged by getting a little like a like he's, a grizzly he a little gruffer but he still has his youth and i think chris redfield still had his massive biceps or <laughs> right. whatever it was i thought it wasn't i thought it wasn't as big as, as five. <laughs> that's true they weren't boulder punching worthy <laughs> oh my god that was the best oh, that was man. the funniest part <laughs> So, it was so it's so memorable but it's so terrible it, it sums up how, what went wrong with that game oh my god uh, I, I love the game but damn <laughs> it, it was oh, like man. a b-movie video game it was a b-movie video game and it was um it was glorious for that oh yeah. man would you say it was like steven seagal levels of glorious or more um i just said movie. action jackson oh there you go you know i still i will I, it's bad but i would still get a good smile out of watching that scene over and over again <laughs> Because I remember punching that rock. I think I actually failed at punching the rock oh the first time. I, th- I think I think I did too. Like I I took way too long trying to get to the boulder, and then Wesker caught up and killed me. I was like, God damn it! I'm just like, why am I punching this boulder? And, and I'm kind of surprised we haven't mentioned a uh, Super Ninja uh, Jill Valentine and all that though. Oh, okay, the character assassination of that was like, oh, oh God, Jesus Christ! What the hell did they do with that? They're like, what's 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 um, let's see, let's get what's um, have a pretend like they think he's dead. 
Then we're gonna brainwash her. We put her in a skin tight outfit, yeah, dye her blonde, put a control chip right by her cleavage. Yeah, just oh my god, I was just like, what the fuck? Which I think someone on my Discord, I think Patty on um the on my Granbu Discord on our on our Granbu Discord said, you know, like this totally sets up lots of hentai manga. <laughs> like, like it's it's just it's just like what kind of plot is this to do this to a beloved video game character like? No, no, no. The plot is there. It's on her chest. <laughs> Honestly, I think what it was was they, they made this new girl, but then they're like, no, we need like some bring some fans in, so we'll just call her Claret or uh, Jill Valentine and oh, just make up some God. bullshit why she's Jill Valentine, even though she's obviously not. See, it makes me curious now what's the future of Resident Evil because I know, like, was it a... Uh, five, six, seven... Seven did really well. Like, I think yeah, a lot of fans, fans did came back. Or did or well. Until you got the gun and where well, it didn't matter. <laughs> but like I know they Chris Redfield basically comes back into like the mm-hmm. story. Like yeah. he's a part of that plot and there's it's canon, I guess, with the new Resident Evil story. Yeah. So it makes me wonder if they're how they're gonna continue from there. Are they gonna like kinda keep that kind of that first person type of like cause Resident Evil's kind of always had this like intricate plotting of umbrella mm-hmm. and it's kind of silly, but it's kind of fun in what they do. But yeah. though se- seven was a completely different beast. Yeah. Like it was a very different type of game. Yeah. So it makes me wonder if they're going to bring those characters. Like, if they're going to be like, oh, here's Joe Valentine, Resident Evil 8 now, and here's Chris again, and here's Rebecca Chambers. Or if they should just do more remakes like they did with 2, which was awesome. Well, I was going to say, I mean, considering, like, you know, the, the success with 2, I kind of see them pulling a Disney move and basically being like, oh, we're just going to remake uh, all our old uh, properties. And yeah, maybe that's... Maybe after we do that. I mean, didn't they have it? the model for jill valentine already for that i think so or was uh, it i think it was chris i know chris was in it chris redfield's model was in it right um i don't think jill was um, it might have been a youtuber that might have just made their own version made their own model but you are right they have some like resident evil classic characters that weren't into right model wise yeah. so well i did read somewhere that apparently they're working on resident evil 3 and uh, code of veronica remakes right now i don't know if how true that is though Three would be interesting because they did the whole Mister X thing in two, yeah. which was kind of Nemesis essentially. Like, yeah, they, yeah. so if they're gonna, and the whole basis of three was that whole Nemesis chase. Uh, yeah. So I wonder, it makes me wonder how they'll change that up. Like, it, would he just be? A lot meaner than Mr. X, essentially. I know they might tie it into uh, the Ashford family from Code Veronica. That's true. Well, the the Ashford family, yes. Another subplot of the Resident Evil lore. <laughs> Not gonna lie, I don't actually know a whole ton about that one. I would have to I would have to wiki it to actually explain it. <laughs> I just remember the story of that one was it was Claire trying to find her brother and then she come she basically gets abducted and sent to an island where the Ashford family who were I guess they were part of like a branch uh, part of Umbrella they were conducting their own right. kind of version of uh, creating the TC whatever virus they were on and uh, I don't know there was like this weird obsession with ants and uh, some kind of incestuous weird thing going on with between the heads of the Ashford family I don't know it, it was a really weird game oh and uh, Tyrant was there too of course or no. Uh, Mr. X. Oh yeah, what they did with the because he was the love interest, right? Yeah. Like he was of Claire's love interest, like he was, and then they decided just to turn him into a monster.
monster or something. Oh, yeah, oh right, Steve. that one character. Yeah, that was Steve. Then you had like Steve. <laughs> oh, Steve. 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 That's his name. It was the most generic white male <laughs> oh, name <boy>. ever. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, could not help that. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, you know what's the funniest part about you saying that? My, my, my dad's name is Steve. <laughs> like, <laughs> whoops. Yeah. Sorry. Like that's that's his American name. <laughs> hey, my uh, my my father's name is Robert <laughs> or Bob, so that's his American name. Oh, wow. so that's you know that's just how we do things. But yeah, what is it? My dad he has his like Korean name, but he has a name for over here. Ani, what's your dad's name? As a uh, fellow Hispanic or Mexican or? Uh, well, his name is uh, Joe. There we there, go. There we go. <laughs> so these are the most American names possible. No, most white American names possible. <laughs> Got <all> off track. <laughs> we did. It's fun though. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I am looking forward to the new Resident Evils in the future. Oh, I think yeah. Capcom is back on track. Mm-hmm. And I guess my only request, and I'm not sure they'll ever do it, is to do Dino Crisis again. Oh. And Parasite. Oh, wait, no. That was Square Enix who did Parasite Eve. I would even like to see Square maybe reconsider doing Parasite Eve again. Like a legit Parasite Eve game. Oh, uh, man. They got to do that. And then they got to also like, tie it in by having like a Final Fantasy XIV like, Halloween event. Capcom needs to give the rights of Okami to Platinum Games so they can make a proper Okami sequel. That's all I got to say. Oh, that's right. Capcom owns Okami, doesn't yep. it? Oh, fuck. I mean, on the one hand, Capcom is much better than they used to be. Yeah, true. And they maybe they would be okay with that, but otherwise, I like... Mean, <sighs> what is it? Like, the bad blood between, like, former Clover and Capcom is mostly gone now. I know... I'm forgetting one of the directors in, in Platinum Games said that he would love to work with Capcom again. I'm forgetting. Mm-hmm. He's the one that likes to make fun of people on Twitter. Oh, I can't remember his name, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah, like the more <laughs> the more famous one is he? Is he the one that like he he he's kind of like um he'll 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 be like this is a stupid tweet or something? Yeah, or he'll like yeah. Right, okay it's that right. guy. Yeah, he'll actually criticize, be like this is a stupid question. I'm not going to answer stupid questions yeah. on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. He's great. Yeah, I was about to say he's like the game developer version of the Wendy's uh, Twitter. <laughs> there we go. Exactly. <laughs> like people would just like put stupid questions just to like have him bl- block them. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> it's funny. It is really. It's uh, it's awesome. So for the finale of this, where we'll talk about, um, I'll talk a little bit about Disney Plus because I I don't. Drake, you haven't done this, right? You haven't really engaged in um, no, a new streaming service yet. I don't do streaming services really. Ah, uh, you're not. Where do you get most of your Where do you get most of your media watch then? I don't really watch a whole ton of stuff these days anymore. So because I know you're pretty busy at work most yeah. times, and when you do have free time, you want to exactly. do like and other most things. Of the stuff I watch. Most of the things I watch is on Twitch. That's about it. Ah, there you go. Okay. Well, you can we can listen to us, Ani. Kind of, Ani and I will talk a little bit about our Disney Plus experience. Then, yeah, in this case. No problem. All right. So, Ani, what's your? How have you been enjoying your Disney Plus trial so far? I've been enjoying it on PC, but like when I try to use it on the PlayStation or somewhere else, it sucks. It really sucks. <laughs> It does, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, it'll either freeze up or you'll lose audio or it'll just kind of get all glitchy. It's it's kind of Mm -hmm. bad right now on anything outside PC. I don't know why. They just didn't bother really bug testing the PS4 one that much. Or there's some. Netflix is completely fine on the PS4, but not Disney Plus at the moment. 
But um, what have you been what have you been watching? Well, of course, I've been watching The Simpsons. Um, we watched uh, me and Chessa watched the Three Caballeros. We watched uh, we watched the original Lady in the Tramp because we wanted to kind of you know have a basis of comparison to the live action version. Ah, that took still three have, hours to still watch. Still have my but... old VHS VHS of that. <laughs> so good. It's a good movie. That's the old one's a classic. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yep. Actually, funny story about that briefly. Um, I met with my family today for brunch, uh, Chinese brunch on a Sunday. And um, I, my niece was there, and I, she gets excited about dogs and Disney movies. And I told her, like, oh, I have Lady the Trap on my phone through Disney+. Plus. And like my mom, like she's she speaks English, but sometimes she just overhears things. And she's and then like you know she's like, "What do you say, Tramp? What are you showing her?" Oh my god! <laughs> so it was like she thought like I was showing my niece something bad. Yikes! <laughs> like Lady in the Tramp, she heard the word Tramp and really like honed in on that. And it took like the brief like you know explanation of like going back to Chinese for a bit, being like, "This is it's a cartoon movie. It's a Disney movie about two dogs, and one of them is named Tramp." <laughs> Oh <laughs> there's no problems here no problems here at all so yeah that was my brief little story about cultural misunderstanding <laughs> <laughs> thank you disney uh, I gotta love it. but uh, anyway um did you end up watching a new one on me uh, no not yet because like i said it took a three hours to watch the original because we kept getting freeze-ups and you know the losing of audio oh god which is kind of sad because there's a uh, no i'm saying that's that's pretty bizarre that's it's crazy like it shouldn't be like that yeah, I mean, I, especially because we watched three Caballeros in like the BB-8 shorts flawlessly. So mm-hmm. but for some reason, it hated us watching Lady and the Tramp. And then later on, I tried to watch The Little Mermaid on the PS4, and that started acting up too. So I'm like, well, we ended up uh, – that's – well, no, that was after we binged the She-Ra on Netflix. I guess we ended up watching Ghost Adventures after that. Have you watched uh, The Mandalorian yet? Not yet. It's like uh, me and Chessa were talking about that, but we want to wait until we got like a season because we just wanted to binge it. Though, you know, they'll fix it by then. You know what? I am actually the same way. I felt the same way about this. I, I've noticed there's two episodes out now. Yeah. They're coming out weekly. And I think, I don't know what happened in our today's culture or what we've done with our viewing habits, but it's just, I just, I'm like, okay, I just want all 12 episodes now. Or why want, <laughs> I want the full season I, I so think, I don't have to wait. I think it's like just a desire for completion. It's like, it, I'll admit, even as a kid, I kind of hated, like, you know, when I watched Saturday morning cartoons, having to wait a whole week to see what happens next. So I think now that we can mm-hmm. actually have the chance to just binge everything, it's like we just go that route because it's like, oh, well, I don't have to wait. I can like catch up whenever I want. Though I did read an article speaking of The Mandalorian that apparently there's people pissed off about it. And the reason they're pissed off about it is really stupid because they've only had two episodes and it's been the protagonist who nobody really knows like who they are, what they look like. They're just The Mandalorian. And uh, mm-hmm. like, you know, one of the, the puppets or, you know, the aliens – yeah, people are pissed because there's no strong female lead yet after two episodes. Oh, my God. oh come on. I mean, look, I don't want to get to gender pot. Yeah. Just let the writers make the story they want in this case. Mm, like, if, <laughs> yeah, It's supposed to model a old Western film, right? Yeah. And hey, look, it's I in that case, just let – I don't think it's a – that's a that's a bit of a ridiculous criticism. I even without seeing the episode, 
Like, if you have certain characters in mind for a story that you want to tell, you just happen to not have that particular theme, that particular archetype character, that's not really a negative. That's just a story they're telling. Right. Yeah. Like, that's just the way it is. It's not, that should not be a real, that's not a real, that shouldn't be a real criticism. That's just, let the writers and creators finish the story. It might, hell, another, a character might fit that later. Yeah. Like, it's only two episodes. Exactly. It's only yeah. two episodes so far, and people are already screaming for that. It's just like, yeah. let them write. <laughs> Let's wait and see. Just enjoy the fact we have a show that has like a bounty hunter having, you know, some cool shit happening in it. Like, <laughs> just enjoy it. Yeah, <sighs> oh my gosh. I know. I mean, yeah. I'm all for representation, but come on, guys. <laughs> like, seriously. Yeah. I mean, that's just like I follow. I like to listen to Mark Bernard, and what I told, I, told, I think I mentioned a lot of Discord. He, he's like Kevin Smith's buddy. They do Fat Man on Batman Beyond, yeah, or Fat Man on Batman. And his thing, he's all about diversity for you. Like he's a he's a African American writer, and he does like um, he does like a lot of different. Like he cares about diversity a lot, right? But he always notes that like diversity for the sake of diversity without the like actual quality writing is meaningless. Yeah, yeah. Like you, like you have to. It has to have purpose. It has to have reason. If you just plug something in, just because you're fulfilling something on a checklist, then it's it's actually more insulting. Yeah, right. I mean, you're kind of pandering at that point, and you know, and that's a bad thing. yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So um, those critics should are I'm gonna you know I don't want to say anyone's wrong, but should probably just chill, <laughs> just wait, wait for it, wait for it to debate the, for the story to develop. So otherwise, you're um, aside from the PS4, and I think I've had the same experience with the PS4. But um, you've been enjoying the trial. You probably expect to keep it beyond this. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm at least gonna keep it for a month. Hopefully, they'll fix up all the bugs, and then you know we can actually kind of use it on the PS4. But I mean, I've been enjoying it. I love the selection. I mean, everyone else has been watching Gargoyles and. I kind of thought about doing that too, but I'm like, man, there's so many other things I want to catch up on first. As excited as I was about Gargoyles, I have not felt the urge to watch it yet. Yeah. Like, I'm excited that it's all there, but I have not jumped on it, like, head on. Yeah, that, well, that and plus, you know, when I, was a, when I was younger and I had cable, I mean, they'd always play it on Toon Disney anyway, so I watched it hundreds of times on there. Apparently, Ani, um, suppose I read that the, the the gun violence episode is actually um, the original. Really? I don't know if this is true or not, but apparently yeah. they they brought back the original for it, the original copy. Oh. Like stuff that used to be cut out or censored, and um, they actually – they don't have the censored versions on Disney+. Plus. Oh, that might be – I don't know if I, – I haven't looked it up. I read that on an article, I think as a headliner um, briefly in the summary, but that could be a false rumor. But it's, it's, it would be curious. There's been a lot of curious things with um, the Disney the, – how Disney's handled things. Like The Simpsons, I'm happy to have all of it there, and I love The Simpsons. And Even if the, the later seasons aren't very good. It's very watchable, yeah. but the whole aspect ratio thing they did, um, where they decided to make all the original four by uh, the original four by three resolution to widescreen and cropping off parts of the video, is not good. It kind of sucks. Ooh. Yeah, it kills <laughs> because 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 you basically remove visual gags from the episode oh, by doing that. God, that's. Because I, I heard cr- that they like changed it somehow, but I didn't know they did that. God. I guess what happened um, briefly is that Fox um, did their own Simpsons um, service, and they ran into the same problem that they decided to put everything into like cropped widescreen. Oh. And, but they eventually did fix it. But Disney, I guess, decided to pull from the original Fox um, streaming of those old episodes. Uh, mm. no, so no. Disney does recognize as a problem. They say they're going to fix it next year over time. Uh, I see. Which means that's. Just just their way of being like, let's not say anything negative because they're gonna they're 
we're going to fix it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's just their temporary, like, we're going to fix this, but it'll probably be next year. (laughs) Oh, don't worry, guys. We'll be able to fix this. No problems. Just got to wait a whole ton of years. Gosh, gosh. (laughs) (laughs) We have to wait an entire year to fix this. Uh, Please please give us your money. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Unfortunately, unfortunately, I can't do the Donald voice. It's uh, it's so hard to do. Why did I even try? No, no, no. It's hard. You got to kind of suck in your breath while talking. It's hard. But um, I, I'm so far. I've been watching The Simpsons. Otherwise, and my it makes me appreciate how good that show really is. Even if it's gone downhill, (laughs) when you see the noticeable downhill, it's. It's been a long. It's been around for a long time for a good yeah. reason. Is that it has a very strong core to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's a, it's it's still very good. It's still like it's the, like they're always special. The, the last, the first, I would say one to nine seasons are like some of the best television writing you'll see. Oh yeah, it's actually it's all very incredible. sharp. It's very skating. It's very. It has a lot of heart to it. Yeah. But what happens is after season nine and. You know, you start seeing episodes that are a lot, like very a lot of retreads and a lot of um, emotional resets for Homer, Bart. We, you know, the whole family. Like, you know, they, it feels like you're they're just keeping they just keep resetting these characters, and that's probably the you know the plague upon a show like right. this, where it has to constantly feel like it needs to reinvent itself for a new era, a new era of television. Well, that you know is also one of the big problems with it too. Is like this is one of those shows where the characters never age. So I mean, you can only tell so many stories with uh, kids and elementary school and homer at the same job and you know it's true though but like they'll have things like like misa becomes a vegetarian and they keep that as part of her character for like the rest of the, like the run till now for example yeah or they'll make but then but then you'll have homer who has like 20 jobs or 40, you know 40 different crazy ep, you know things he's done and they'll vaguely refer to it in the past later yeah or marge cheating on homer like how many times now like over a dozen yeah but it's a, i mean it's good i mean it's, it's 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 quality stuff and i'm really happy to have it all just in like on one app right. and for me just to like kind of click on it because there's one another thing about watching the simpsons like this now is that i i'm so used to watching it on tv and broadcast reruns so one thing they do is they cut out scenes to fit the rerun times and there are a couple of visual gags or scenes that i never i've never seen before i think um that are in the older episodes I'm like oh i don't remember this scene at all and i probably watched this episode a bajillion times on the you know on the original broadcast um and so there's a lot of cool shit like that i'm you know and but like I said, I'm not happy with the aspect ratio. Right. It could be better. And I'm also really unhappy with the PS4 performance. Uh, yeah. Because I'm also doing the Guild War right now uh, for Rambo Fantasy. And it's like, what, two more days after this? Yeah. And I've been I've been basically pressing auto attack on these raid battles. And I'm watching The Simpsons, but The Simpsons will continue to lag and start skipping ahead. Like, the visually, it can't keep up with the audio. So I'm actually I end up hearing the joke before I see the visual payoff. Yeah. Right. So, but otherwise, I it, it's a cool. I'm I'm happy that the service exists. Yeah. I definitely I think I'm gonna keep it for a month, just like Ani said, because there's still stuff I want to go through the catalog. Uh, my dogs are getting riled up. Yeah. Same with mine. Meanwhile, my cat is still probably sleeping. <laughs> Okay, so um, actually, I think it's a good stopping point. Actually, yeah. All right. obviously, a lot of the holidays are coming up. We're doing Thanksgiving, so there might not be an episode right away next time because everyone's gonna be pretty busy doing stuff. Oh. And there's actually probably no major releases. There's no major game releases actually after this past week with Pokemon and Star Wars. This is it. Like it's yeah. up to like 
think February, it's pretty clear. Yeah. So really, it's going to be more uh, scrambling to catch up on the backlog of stuff you either didn't buy or just trying to play it all. And by the way, viewers, if you want to know, Ani has not finished near Automata, and we should shame him into playing it. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm just kidding. I'm getting <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's like don't follow don't walk me through the square ring the bell and go in shame please <laughs> but uh, at him. Oh, but um otherwise for myself i'll probably be playing more death stranding for now so i so that's one game i want to finish and i'm going to play some final fantasy 14 because i still need to get the pod minion for that raid yeah. so i'm gonna be working on that that'll be my gaming plans for the holidays what about you guys? Well, I mean, you know, I got Death Stranding. I got Star Wars. Um, okay. I need to go pick up Pokemon. I haven't done that yet. I figure I'm going to go ahead and just, you know, give them a shot. I'm kind of mm-hmm. holding off for now on that. Other than that, I mean, yeah. And then, of course, Nier. Nier. I'm going to play Nier. <laughs> Are you nearly there? I'm nearly um, there. Okay. <laughs> That was terrible, I know. What about you, Drake? What's your plan? I'm just going to power my way through Final Fantasy XIV. Hopefully, by the time that second part of the raid comes out, I will be ready for it. That's the plan. Well, there you go, folks. Ani, want to close it out? Yes, I shall close it out. I shall close it out good. And play near. I'm going to play near. Anyway, (laughs) thank you all for listening to us today. I hope you enjoyed our podcast. I am Ani, and for Z and Drake, I do hope you enjoyed this uh, episode today. Um, If you did like the music featured on this podcast... It was all written and composed by Kevin McLeod. You can find his stuff at incompetech.com. Thank you again for listening to Retro Fantasy. Have a great night.